Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport, the leader in motorsport safety, starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of Motorsports Conversation, kicking off on Race Chaser Radio and, uh, of course, the Performance Motorsports Network, our home for all of our live broadcasts that we do, including this one. This is the Lead Lap Show, coming to you live from the WSIC News Studio in Statesville, North Carolina. My name is Tom Baker, and it's good to have the band back together. James Mellick has been away for a while. He's been under the weather, and uh, James is now back uh, among the living here and uh, back in the studio with us, punching all the right buttons. We're happy to have you back, my friend. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Um, feels good to be behind the boards, and it's like second nature to me. I thought I was going to forget what I was doing, but uh, doing it pretty easy, it seems like. It's kind of always the way, isn't it? I used to be like that when I played bands. It was like if I didn't play for two or three weeks and you go back and do the next gig, you're afraid that you just forgot how to play after you know 20 years or whatever. But... Um, it, it always works out fine, but we're glad to have you back. And uh, James, of course, the uh, teardown specialist for Chris Bell and uh, Levine Family Racing on the NASCAR Cup circuit. And we'll talk to uh, James about that and uh, Chris's situation the other day, um, a little bit later on in the program. We have a full house for tonight's lead lap show, um, a full table. I am surrounded by a racing Friends, I call them family because that's really what uh, we are. Uh, to my left, over in the, we call it the Sealman seat because that's where Jacob Sealman sits on Thursday nights through Motorsports Madness. Um, Katie Hedinger is with us tonight. Katie is the young lady that you hear on our shows of the Victory Custom Trailer commercials. Well, Katie is here, as they say, in person uh, here tonight. And uh, Katie. Um, spent the weekend doing some things here in town, originally from, or lives in, not originally from, lives in Michigan. Um, and uh, Katie is on the show tonight. We're happy to have Katie. We're going to talk to her in a minute about her junior late model championship and uh, her new deal with GMS Racing uh, that she's got going on. And to my right is Katie's dad, Chris Hedinger, who also um, has put in many a a time behind the wheel and is now, as he told me before the show, retired. Um, but uh, Chris owns Victory Custom Trailers, and uh, we really appreciate uh, Chris's support on our Race Chaser shows. And we're uh, going to let Chris talk about uh, his racing, Katie's racing, and, of course, we're going to talk about Victory Custom Trailers, too. If you all need a trailer for 2021, I know where you, you need to go, and we'll, uh, we'll let Chris talk all about that. Next to Chris in the studio is Colby Quick. The Tar Heel Terror. Kobe is a local racer who runs the uh, Crate Late Model circuit around the area. And uh, glad to have Kobe on tonight. We love work, talk, working with and talking to the local racers. And sometimes it's hard to get them here um, up in Statesville. They don't uh, like to leave Charlotte. But uh, we're happy to have um, Kobe with us. And his mom is in the studio with us, too. And uh, so we've got a lot going on tonight. So we'll try to... Uh, kind of orchestrate it well enough so you keep track of the voices. I want to start with um, with Colby just for a bit, and then we'll talk with Chris and Katie as well. But, um, Colby, you are how old? 16 years old. You are um, a linebacker for a 16-year-old. You, you're, you're a big boy for 16. That's what everybody says. 
Yeah, you don't have to worry about, uh, I mean, somebody might maybe with a crowbar, but other than that, you got no worries in the pits, I would imagine. No, people look at me like scared. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's going to mess with you. <laughs> Colby, how long have you been racing? Um, I started racing at the age of four in go-karts. And I eventually, oh, wow. Yeah, and I eventually made my way up to Dirtland Malls at the age of 13. So I like it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 13 years old. Katie's looking over going, I did it at 12. Um, but uh, 13 years old, wow. Uh, now, you, did you come straight out of go-karts too? Straight out of go-kart, straight to the dirt late model. Okay. That's a big adjustment. Big adjustment, yeah. What I, What did you find that you had to talk about that a little bit? Well, yeah, like the feeling of it. Like, when go-karts, you're high and straight away, low in the corners, dirt late model racing, you're going there, throwing the car in there, get the car to sit and driving off. Totally different, sideways car always spinning yeah rear end goes forward and back back and forth and you gotta get adjustment to that and the shocks of how it feels but it was a big adjustment but i'm starting to get the feel of more and more at each year well you've been uh what two two or three full seasons now in that car right yeah three seasons now three seasons yeah. yeah um and where are you concentrating your racing are you running a series or are you running mostly at one track well, we try to travel as much as we can. We go to the American Crate All-Star Series, a couple okay. fast-track races. Um, we, uh, we've we been to 311 quite a bit this year um, just because the COVID's hit. Then we were going to travel some here and there, but um, we eventually started traveling. We went to Tennessee a couple of times, the American Crate, uh, to Georgia. Uh, we've been racing at Gaffney a couple of it, but Cherokee uh, Speedway, yeah. Gaffney, South Carolina. Um, you picked up a win a couple of weeks ago, which is why we brought you on. You picked up a win at 311, not far from here. Talk about that race. Well, we uh, as soon as we got there, unloaded fast, uh, fast and hot laps, um, qualified in the pole. Um, really good night. Track was very slick, dusty. Nothing was done. <laughs> it was really dry, <laughs> no water. Um, start on the pole, outside pole, drove away. Had, Second place, probably a couple car lengths behind me. Then there was an incident, or a lap car got in between us, and wrecked. Kind of went, chopped me down a little bit, and he wrecked. And the second place kind of got wiped out. Then we had another, we had a caution, and uh, after that caution, I kind of just pulled away back like a straightaway and kept on going. And I kind of drove my race, and it was really good after that. Well, it uh, it definitely paid off. Now, how have you done this season? Talk about. Uh... Talk about your season overall in 2020. How bad did COVID mess up your plans? Well, we were ready to race. Then as soon as COVID hit, kind of messed everything up. So at first, tracks were kind of wanting to close here and there. Then eventually, all right, right, race, dirt racing kind of was on its own, and nobody was really talking about it. So we got to race. Um, We were finished second a lot, a lot of tracks. And um, we were so close to winning, and we finally got the win two weeks ago. And we were, that was really good. Um that momentum kind of pulled me in to keep going, you know, what we need to do to the car and what needs to do that and this. And it, um, I think we got it handled where it needs to be. Good. Now you, you've spent a lot of time with, uh, Kyle Strickler too, doing work with him. Talk about your, uh, your situation with him and what do you do for him and with him? And what is your overall responsibility there? Well, I, uh, started with him the first, like that week was the first they had a Lucas race at Gaffney at Cherokee. That was the first week I was working for him. And I've worked him since then. I'm still working for him. I work three days a week. I do everything. They <laughs> I can groove tires, grind tire. When I go to the racetrack, I can do anything. 
work on car, especially the shop. I do maintenance, help them. I, actually, today I wash the car. Mondays I wash the car, everything, tires, clean it, help clean the trailer out. And I wash the rig sometimes, truck and trailer, and service generator today. But I just do everything they need me to do, really. I, uh, I went out to Indianapolis Raceway Park in March for a race out there. And uh, on Sunday, um, the racing was Friday and Saturday. On Sunday, I'm at my hotel. And it's just raining like crazy. And all of a sudden, I look out my window and I see this big trailer. (laughs) What in the world is that? And so I thought, well, somebody that was at the track the night, well, boy, was I off. It was uh, Donnie Schatz and and his his team. They had stopped. I guess they were using the hotel as a waypoint. And they had unloaded all the, the cars and were actually washing the cars in the pouring rain. Like, wow, that's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's one of the things with a dirt car is, man, they they take forever to clean, don't they? Yeah. Um, today wasn't actually too bad. I got there at 10 o'clock. We washed. I washed until about 12. I got everything done before 12 really fast. It depends. It wasn't that dirty, but if it's really bad, like muddy, it takes a while. You yeah. have to let the mud sit and kind of let it drip off. But it was pretty easy today. Now, uh, has Kyle offered you a ride in a backup car yet? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Would you like a ride in his backup car? Yes, I would love love it. Drive yeah. a Super any day, I would love to. Run a series. Now, what's your what would be your ultimate goal? I mean, do you want to be in NASCAR, or would you rather be on the dirt side of things and go to, a, like, a World of Outlaws or a Lucas Oil or whatever? Well, like, I want to go to college, go to trade school, get my HVAC license, and do that as a business. Then eventually make enough money where I can have a team maybe in the future and have maybe run or have somebody drive Lucas Oil or World of Outlaws in Great the idea. future. Great idea. I like it. Always have the backup plan. You always want to have the backup plan. If That's that it. don't work, I would like to be a crew guy on the road maybe, like a crew chief or something for a late mall team maybe. Well, there's always those opportunities yeah, too. That's yeah. Those series are crazy. James, you, yeah. you we think it's bad 36 weeks with uh, with, with Cup. Um, you know, World of Outlaws sprint cars. It's like ninety some odd, yeah. You know, weeks or ninety some odd races on the road, and and uh, I think the I think the late models are about forty five. Yeah, you it, don't uh, have much home life. You just kind of uh, that's for a young a young man right there, like Colby. Yes, you have to be young to want to go <laughs> run some dirt racing and be a crew chief on one of those teams because you are away from home a lot. A when lot. you start getting the five head like I've got, it's time to <laughs> knock off all that road stuff. That's why anymore, it's like I. If I'm going to a racetrack and coming back home, it better be closer than two hours. I kind of have a two-hour limit after a race now, um, as I just know I can't uh, can't drive that much farther. So it's either that or get a room. Um, well, the, it it sounds like you've overall had a a pretty decent season, and I know you're you're looking forward to hopefully a a few more races next year. Are you planning on running the American Crate deal next year too? Is that what um, you're thinking about? We aren't really sure yet. Uh, maybe just still run the big ra- the races they have. They because they ask us to come to them as much as we can. They're also out in Tennessee where they right. are. Yeah, but and That's we st- we like going out there and racing because we always like those tracks here. Oh, these tracks, tracks here are okay. Over. But out there, that's when the real racing's at. Crate racing's at, and we we like that. Did you ever we, run Taswell? I have not raced Taswell. I raced Bulls Gap. Oh, Bulls Gap's I, fun. I, I like Bulls Gap. Volunteer Speedway. Yeah, Bulls like, Gap's fun. I like Bulls Gap. But Taswell's crazy. Yeah, it's like it, this. Yeah, it's, it's like, built into the side yeah. of a mountain. It's a dirt track built into the side of a mountain. The street stock's draft there. Yeah. 
It's crazy. I like Withful. Withful. Withful's another. That's love, a big track. Yeah, I love wide open all yeah. around. Yeah, Withful is definitely a big track. We're going to step aside when we come back. Um, we'll uh, let Colby hang out for a bit, and we're going to talk to Chris and Katie Hedinger. We've got a full house on Lead Lap Radio tonight, and I love it. We'll be back with more of the show right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Big Lap Radio, presented by Victory Custom Trailers, rolls on on a Monday night as we record this live. If you're listening to us uh, via our on-demand feeds, uh, Wherever podcasts are found, you can do that by searching Race Chaser Radio, whether you're on Spotify or TuneIn or Apple, Google, or even on Amazon now. Uh, we just got on Amazon one of the first um, 
one of the first podcasts in the first uh, wave to actually get on Amazon podcast now, which uh, was kind of humbling, actually, and pretty cool. So already uh, heard from a couple of people who are listening to us now through Amazon. So that's pretty neat. Um, I am Tom Baker. We've got Chris Hedinger and Katie Hedinger here. Uh, they're from Michigan, and we're going to talk to Chris here in a second. Colby Quick is here as well. He's a local um, dirt track uh, crate late model racer. We'll continue talking with Colby in a bit, but uh, I want to turn to Chris Hedinger here. Chris, first of all, um, I want to thank you and Katie for stopping by tonight. We're really glad to have you here. Uh, you uh, came to town from Michigan uh, for some other activities over the weekend, and we'll get to those in a minute. But I want to talk about Victory Custom Trailer for a second because um, you've been a great supporter of ours, and um, we look forward to hopefully that continuing long into the future. But we want to talk about specifically um, what you guys have going on. I know this is kind of a time of year for everybody. They start taking stock for 2021. Um, first of all, how did how did this start for you? How did you get into the trailer business? Uh, well, actually, in, uh, when I first started, um, it was my dad and I together. We were buying cars, wrecked cars. So we started as a car dealership, actually. Oh, wow. Um, we were buying wrecked cars. My dad was a body guy, so we were fixing cars and selling them and um, I'm actually an, an engineer by trade, and uh, I was working for some suppliers during okay. the 0809 crisis, and um, all the shops were shutting down, GM budgets were cutting back, and um, kind of decided, you know what, it's time to do something new. So we uh, we just started the car business, and then did that for a couple of years, and it, the car business is pretty cutthroat. You know, everybody's selling these cars, <laughs> yeah. and there Been wasn't there, really, and, and obviously being involved in racing, you know, we were trying to figure out, okay, what do we do to keep involved in racing, and there was really no trailer dealerships in the, in the area, so we just took on the trailers and started, you know, bringing in, you know, a couple trailers here, a couple trailers there. And I think, you know, when we started, we were maybe 15, 20 trailers on the lot. And, um, you know, here in the spring, we were probably 165 units on the lot. So, wow. Um, just just probably since, I think, 2012 is when we switched to trailers. So just in the last eight years, it's really taken off. Now, what is the sort of the framework that makes a trailer dealership successful it, it's it's so up and down i mean a lot of it is is contacts and people know who you are a lot of marketing um you know and it depends on what kind of trailer dealership you are i mean we obviously being involved in racing that's our passion so yeah. um you know we're real heavy in the racing industry um so we we try and cater more to the racers um locally and and across the country um, we, we've kind of taken a stand as a little bit more of the higher end, you know, custom type trailers. So, um, I I'd say, I mean, probably 75% of our clientele is, is out of Michigan. It's, you know, we're shipping trailers to California, Florida, North Carolina. Um, we shipped a, a toy hauler, I don't know, six months ago to Russia. So wow. we, we just, we try and be, we focused more on the, the virtual side and, and just being, you know, being everywhere, you know, having inventory, you know, we, we've got some, some guys that work for us that, that have been in racing their whole life. So I, I think what helps us is, is having that experience of, of racing and being in that, you know, that racing background is, is we've, we've raced all types, all, all types of cars. Um, we've used all types of trailers. So we really kind of have a pretty good idea what you need in a trailer. So if a new team comes to us and says, Hey, we need a trailer, but we don't really know what we need. It's like, okay, well, what, what are you racing? And then, okay, this is kind of what we do in a trailer. So it, it's more of the customer service, honestly, that I think really helps us out is we're just not like, Oh, here's, here's a trailer. It's 28 foot, you know, buy that and make it work. We, we can really cater towards what you use it for. 
Now, one of the things that I thought was so cool when I went to your site the first time is you can actually design a trailer right from the site. Talk about that. How do you custom design a trailer off a website? Yeah, I mean, it, it was something we kind of started here um, right before the COVID is we added that to our website because, you know, a lot of people like to kind of design their own trailer. So it gave them the opportunity to go on there, kind of build their trailer up, you know, with the options stuff they have. And um, it, it was more to make it easier for us to quote it. I mean, there, there's people don't realize there's thousands of options and ways you can build a trailer. Um, it, it's not the cookie cutter trailer it used to be. You know, we it used to be you'd spend $10,000 on a trailer and it, a trailer was a trailer. It was a box and you put your car in it and you went racing. Um, the amenities we're putting in, I mean, bathroom trailers right now are huge. So um, really? stackers and living quarter trailers. So it, it, there's so much variance. I mean, the, the day is really honestly... You know the the ten to fifteen thousand dollar trailers. You know they they don't even really exist a whole lot anymore. I mean, people are spending. I mean, our most popular trailers are seventy to one hundred thousand dollar trailers because people. It's an investment. People want luxury at the track. They want convenience. Uh, they want them set up to where you know when you're at the track, you're not having to worry about well, where's the jack go this time or where. Hey, where did you put the jack? I can't find it. It's everything has a spot now. Everything's built around your team. So the cup guys and NASCAR teams, I mean, they're all that way. I mean, you look at their rigs, it's everything's got a spot. Everything's a certain way. And it's, it's really come down to the lo- you know, the local levels too. So interesting. If I remember correctly, last time we had your daughter on here, she talked about how she liked to go on the website and create trailers, <laughs> dream trailers. How often does she come to you with one of those saying, hey, look what I've created and I like? You, you know, the funny part is, is they're not race car trailers. She's on there designing livestock trailers and cow really? trailers and horse trailers. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's she's big into these horse trailers. I mean, she comes in and she's like, all right, where's all the horse trailers at? I want to check these horse trailers out. And Do you have uh, horses? <laughs> No, no, no. It, she's on the she's on the cow kick right now. Like all her friends have cows, and now she's she's sending me pictures of cows, and oh. it's uh yeah. Well, next time you guys are coming in, you have a GMS teammate who's got cows, Tyler Ankrum. Oh, He's yeah. got a farm right outside the area here, not far from, not too far from our studio, as a matter of fact. Um, so the next time you guys come in, we'll get you get you and Tyler hooked up, and uh, you can go uh, pet the cows out at Tyler's. That's what he does during the week. Tyler, people don't realize, some of these kids, they all just think these kids just race for a living. Tyler is a farmer. He runs a farm mm-hmm. during the week and works his tail off when he's not racing that truck. But there you go. Well, you've, you've got all kinds of trailers, though, and not just racing trailers. Talk a little bit about um, some of the other types of trailers you got available there. Uh, like I said, you know, the toy hauler thing is starting to be really big for us. Um, you know, we, we, we signed a deal with ATC Toy Haulers, started selling their product, you know, back in the spring. Um, that's, that's been going strong. I mean, it, it's your higher-end toy haulers. A um, little bit more custom, so that that's been great for us. Uh, Sport chassis came on board this year, so we've been selling their trucks, which is you know for anybody that's that's looking between a dually and and you know one of the low freightliner sport chassis. I mean, it's a great alternative. And, and the pricing, I mean, these trucks nowadays are are just getting outrageous, and uh, um, they're they're truly a great hauling truck. So they they we've had a great partnership with them. Um, really, the part of our business that's starting to really grow is the commercial side. So okay. we've we've been getting in a lot of commercial commercial type trailers um some government trailers we're doing a couple military trailers right now so oh, wow. it's uh i mean I, I love the racers and i love i love selling trailers to them um but you know it's 
I, we, we try really hard to help the racers out because we're racers and we know what it's like. So, you know, we, we try and give good deals. We do a lot of sponsorship. We a lot of send a lot of, you know, spend a lot of money in advertising with them. Um, where the commercial trailers, I mean, that's, that's starting to be a core part of our business. I so. can imagine now I would, I would think if you're building a trailer for the military or for the government, mm-hmm. that would be the really customized type trailer right i mean there, there i would guess there'd be some really unique wrinkles in those trailers yeah they don't you, you look but people drive by them when we you know we, they're at our shop getting ready to get delivered and they they don't look like a trailer they're they're really unique in the way they you know they're designed and um it, it, it's really a cool business for us and, it, and it's it's fun to design them because it's it's not the same trailer you've been doing right it's, they're completely one-off you know unique trailers and so that that challenge is what we really enjoy what is, uh, in terms of um, even the different types of racing, do you see a huge variance in the type of racer? Are you doing a lot of, say, grassroots type and regional type, or are you doing, are you, do you do any NASCAR? I mean, any, any like, national level, or have you gotten that far, or, or, or is that just a whole different kind of kind of business? Yeah, the NASCAR deal is hard because, you know, they're using the feather lights, the big semis, which, okay. which is kind of more handled you know, through feather like directly, but, um, we've been, we've been doing a lot of their used trailers. Um, you know, we try and buy up a lot of the NASCAR haulers and the USAC guys up, up in our way, you know, are starting to really move into that. Some Ah. of the late model guys. So that, that's been, you know, pretty decent for us. And then, um, most of what we do is going to be the grassroots. I mean, we do, like I said, we, we built quite a few USAC midget and sprint car trailers. Um, some, you know, dirt modified trailers, pavement. I mean, it, it pretty much anything snowmobile. I mean, we do a lot of drag race snowmobile trailers, um, because the one guy that Steve, that does, a uh, does sales for us. I mean, he, that's his background is, is snowmobile drag racing. So he's got a lot of those contacts. So it's, it's, it's nice because it's, Every day, it's it's something else, you know. People don't realize how big snowmobile racing is in certain parts of the country. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like well, up north, and it, it it is incredible. Yeah, you get Minnesota. I mean, yeah. that whole area, Wisconsin, and in northern Michigan. I mean, we yeah, run the New York. you know we got the I five hundred up on us, which is a huge snowmobile race event in January. So, um, it, it's it's amazing. You know, there's it, it's the different people you meet, the different types of things they you know use the custom hot rod. You know, hot rod trailers we build a lot for custom show car guys so it's we, we pretty much whatever you need we'll we can build it so. that's amazing that's uh it's great to be that diverse mm-hmm. and i imagine it really kind of keeps life interesting too because you never really know what you're gonna what you're gonna be working on almost from one day to the next right oh yeah yeah and that's that's what keeps it interesting if you're doing the same thing every day i'm i'm sure you get like anything else it kind of gets repetitive but uh having that variety is definitely what keeps it interesting so if I'm if I'm somebody who's looking for a trailer, I mean, I go to your website. What's the easiest way for me to uh, reach out to you or your sales staff? How does the process generally work? I mean, there's I mean, several options, obviously, to get a hold of us. But, you know, you go on the website, you click through the inventory. Our, limit, our inventory is pretty much always live. So if it's on there, it's it's still for sale. Um, there's there's five ways on our website to reach us. Either click the call from your cell phone, send an email. Um, contact us through, you know, an ad that you're looking at, Facebook, Racing Junk. I mean, we've, we've got ads everywhere. Well, uh, VictoryCustomTrailers.com is the website. And uh, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to talk with Katie Hedinger, and we'll talk with Chris about Katie as well and talk about what Katie's got going on with her own racing at 13 years old. We'll be back with more of Lead Lab Radio right after this. 
Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Speak of Tyler Ankrum, and he brings us back out of break. Uh, if you missed the last segment, we'll uh, just look. Just go to uh, find, go to the, your favorite podcast platform and search Race Chaser Radio. You can hear the show tomorrow. Uh, it'll be posted in the morning, and um, you can check it out. We were talking about uh, trailers, and uh, and Katie mentioned how she designs a lot of trailers through the design the trailer button on the. Victory Custom Trailers website, and a lot of them are for cows. Apparently, you have uh, a particularly uh, particular fondness for cows, and Tyler has cows on his farm out there. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, if you don't, for those of you listening, if you don't follow Tyler Ankrum on social media, man, you're missing out, especially on Twitter. Tyler is a riot, but Instagram, too, uh, at Tyler Ankrum. Um, and uh, just enjoy that. All right, so Katie Henninger with us. Katie is a young racer out of the Midwest. She is from Michigan. Uh, we've been talking with her dad about uh, the trailer business. We're going to talk to both of them about Katie's racing now. Katie, first of all, I know your dad raced, so I know that's how you got into it or kind of developed a, a love for it. When did you start racing? How old were you? I started racing when I was five years old. And what were you racing at five years old? Uh, we started off in quarter midgets, so I oh, ran the Red Rookie, and then we went up to Senior Animal. Okay. I didn't remember that you ran quarters um, at that age. Now, um, where what tracks do you have up near you in Michigan that you were racing quarters at? Um, so there was a track in Lansing and Waterford, um, but we mostly traveled around because with the quarter midgets, um, we got up to the point where we were running four cars almost every weekend. Oh, it's crazy. And we were traveling North Carolina for nationals, and then my sister got in it, so we were traveling all over. But we traveled. We There were a couple of tracks in Michigan, but we mostly traveled with quarter midgets. See, there's a reason Chris is wearing a hat in the studio tonight. It's because his hair is gray from all those quarter midgets he had to maintain all the time. That, that is just an insane type of racing. Quarter midgets, um, you see them like at the Grands, which is their big national race. They have an east and a west and these these people, it's like going to um, a dirt go kart race, a uh, big national event, which I've got one of those coming up uh, on Thanksgiving weekend. I'll tell you about later. But um, you know, you got four or five or six cars that you're trailing around, and a half a dozen motors or whatever, and it's just one car to the other, depending on the class. That's insane. How do you adjust from one class to another as a driver, Katie? Well, most class, so it starts in Red Rookie, and Red Rookies, um, it has a restrictor, so, but as you move up to each class, it kind of, it adds a little bit of speed, Yeah. but most of the time, it's pretty easy. It's not like a huge gap, since we're like younger kids, so it's not a big gap, but you still get faster and faster each time. You traveled a lot with the quarter midget. What was your favorite track that you went to? Um... Probably North Carolina because we got to travel there and, um, I don't know, just warm weather. And that's where, like, or the Grands was, so. <laughs> we'll give her a ding for that. Supporting the home team over here at uh, uh, the, the club. There's a, a quarter midget club just outside of uh, Mooresville up in Salisbury. Um, and uh, the North Carolina quarter midget club, NCQMC, that uh, Bobby Labonte actually started that i don't know if you realize that or not katie but um yeah that was bobby's uh doing when he first started but you you got to run here and uh talk a little bit about what it was like to travel across the country at such a young age and and run in different places um probably one of the biggest it was a lot of fun because i mean i'm young i want to travel all over the place and um, but it was good because uh, most of the races were on Saturdays or Sundays, so it wasn't. So I didn't really get out of school a lot. Um, and for and you say that's good. Most kids would say that's bad. Well, <laughs> I had to. I had to get my education so then I can like race more cars. Then I like. There you go. Second thing of the night. Um, grades first. Um, I know I just lost about half the uh, younger audience, but that's okay. Um, so you moved from quarter midgets to where? 
Um, then we moved into junior sprints on dirt. So we tested a car while we were still kind of doing the quarter midgets just, just to see because we were kind of at that point where we wanted to move up. Um, and so we went and tested one, and it went pretty good. So we bought a junior sprint and then later moved up into micro sprint 600s. So you went from a quarter midget to a junior sprint car, basically a micro, on dirt. What was that transition like, going to the dirt? Yeah, that was definitely hard because growing up in quarter midgets, it's like, don't press the brake while you're on the gas. So it's like, so you're not pressing the pedals at the same time. So they, it was kind of hard in that tra- transition where you had to do both in order yeah. to have a good corner. Yeah, for sure. And now you're back on the pavement. Yeah. With the junior late models. Now, you, you go from a, an open wheel, open cockpit car to a late model. Talk about that transition. So my overall goal is to get to NASCAR. So we were kind of at the point, again, in dirt where we either move up or you get to, like, midgets and sprint cars, and I'm not allowed to drive any of those. So my <laughs> – and then I was too young oh, wait to Wait a race. minute. If you were allowed, would you do it? Probably. Yeah, see? That's why you're not allowed. <laughs> Your mom knows that. She's like, no, I get nervous enough now. Yeah, that was the agreement we made the day she was born, is that she can race as long as it's not a midget or sprint car. So The day she was born, Kobe Quick's mom's looking at you like, what? <laughs> so when you made the transition to the weight model, um, Talk about what that was like to get into a full-size car, because that can be difficult enough for an adult. You were, like, 12. Yeah, um, I remember, I don't know. I always remember this. I sat, when we sat in the car while we were getting it ready in the junior lane mall for the first time, I was like, I feel like this is a NASCAR, but now you think, and it's like, well, not really. It's not really like a NASCAR, because I had the switches, and I don't know. It's just, it felt like I was in a NASCAR, and... We, I was glad that they made the Junior Late Model uh, series because we were at that. I was at that age, and a lot of drivers are where you're too young for the pro late models or the super late models. But then there's nothing really in between there. So I think that that Junior Late Model series has helped me and a lot of other drivers. Now, Chris, talk about that from your point of view because obviously having, and, and if you're listening to the show and you don't really know what the junior late model division is it's basically it's just a late model series but it, but it's specifically for a, a certain age group um i think it's what probably 10 to 16 or something like that in yeah. midwest right yeah 10 to 15 10 to 15 yep. and yep. and what from your perspective because you race late model stock cars um talk about the benefits of the junior late type of series for someone like katie who's transitioning well, the, the nice part about it is it's, it's strictly built as a development series. So, um, you know, they're getting the opportunity to race with kids that are all the same age, yeah. um, which allows them to all mature together, learn together. Um, it, it's always hard when you bring in a young kid into an adult sport yeah. because there, there's always, you know, th- there's always that trouble of, you know, the kid racing too hard or, or the adults kind of, you know, not wanting to run the kid hard because, you know, it's a kid. So, um, the, the junior late model program was really, really good because it, it kind of filled that void to give them the ex- experience without just throwing them to the wolves. So um, it, it's it, they started the program really at Madeira. I mean, that's kind of what it was built yeah. out from. Yep. That series has been you know really successful out there. Really has. Uh, Kenny Shepard's done a great job with yep. it. Um, so, but we needed something like that here in the Midwest, and it, and it was you know we kind of went to to CRA a couple of us dads and we're like, hey, this is something we need. We got people that want to do it, um, and then obviously it became you know they came to 
us and say, we'd love to do it. We need a sponsor. And, and obviously <laughs> us, we're, we're looking for, we yeah, yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we're looking for those opportunities and, and CRA is, is a great partner. I mean, yeah. they do a really good job and, um, it, it allowed us to make some contacts and stuff too for her, for the sure. racing side. So, um, it, it's really been a great deal. It's a three year deal. So we still have another year next year. Um, and, and I think, you know, we went from six, seven cars last year to, you know, 10, 11 cars this year. And, and I know it's going to grow some more. So it, it's really been a great series. One of the things when I think about this as someone who coaches and works with younger drivers is that I feel like there's two sides to having a young driver like Katie at 13 go into an adult class. From Katie's point of view, she would be coming into a class full of drivers that in some cases have probably been doing it 30 years, can be very intimidating, number one, and very hard to be comfortable just sort of learning at her own pace, number two. From the driver's point of view, and you could probably speak to this, Chris, because, you again, you've been a driver, you don't want to hurt the kid. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't, you, it, it, you race differently around a young driver like that, especially if they're kind of off the pace and they show signs of being tentative. So this idea of coming up with a, a, a class just for the juniors really takes all the pressure off the driver. And at the same time, it takes all the pressure off of you guys as the adults that you don't have to race with someone like that until they kind of get more of a handle on the speed. And then you can move them up and, and they're competitive. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. And, and it's crazy too. When they first CRA first announced that they were going to do it is, you know, there's a lot of naysayers out there who are like, you know, 11, 12, 13-year-old kids don't, don't need to be in a full-body car and this and that. But I, I'll tell you what, I mean, you know, Kobe's probably a perfect example of this. I mean, these kids, 12, 13, 14 years old, they can wheel a race car. I mean, they're oh, – yeah. it's amazing For what sure. these kids can do, all of them. And uh, it, it's good that they're finally getting the chance to show that, hey, they're, they're just as much of a racer as anybody else is. Well, now, the, you know, Chris brings up a point, Colby. You were 13 going into the, the crate lates. What was it like for you as a young driver going into a division again with all that experience? Was it intimidating at all for you? Uh, at first, it was something different because, you know, people didn't know how old I was at first. So they were always thinking I was older oh. than I was. So they never really said anything until they found out how old I was. But they never really said anything. They never really drove drove me dirty, really. It wasn't too bad. But I've had a couple of wrecks here and there <laughs> my first year just, you know, because I was still learning how sure. to drive it. but. It's gotten better. Well, yeah, it's it can be tough. Um, and, and, of course, coming in for you, Katie, into the junior lates, again, running with, with kids mostly your age, what's it been like for you this year um, being out there on the track racing with everybody else? is Are most of the drivers about the same experience base as you? Yeah, um, last year in the series, uh, the first year that we had the series, most of the drivers I came up with, quarter midgets with, so we had been racing together our whole lives. Oh, okay. And then this year there were a lot of um, new kids, which I was fine with because there were a lot. There was a lot more competition, and then it's just new drivers, and everyone learns from everyone. So they were rookies, and we. I was like the veteran of the series, so they could learn from me, but I could also learn from them in some of the cases. We're going to step aside. We'll have more of Lead Lap Radio presented by Victory Custom Trailers right after these words. Stick around. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. 
Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. Shoot right. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Oh. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Lead Lap continues from the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. My name is Tom Baker. I am joined in the studio by Chris Hedinger, his young daughter, Katie, who is currently racing Junior Lates. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking more with Katie here in just a moment. Uh, we have James Mellick back off injured reserve. Uh, happy to have James back behind the board here. He's been under the weather for a while, so we're really thrilled to have Red back in the house with us. We've got uh, Colby Quick they call him the Tar Heel Terror for very good reason. James, you wanted to look like a man who wants to interject. Yeah, I just wanted to say something. Yeah, you bring me back, come back off injured reserves, and it's not like, hey, let's just bring you into this slowly. It's wide open. Let's open all five mics up and put a whole well, studio we're in front of you us. for Thursday because we have four <laughs> hosts now on Thursdays. See, we've built that oh, up my. since you so, left. Yeah, see, you leave and we all went nuts. So who's the fourth one now? Uh, well, it's it, it's a rotation. We actually have a six-host rotation now. Wow. Yeah. 
So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Of course, Jacob Seelman uh, will be will be here on Thursday, and uh, myself and Randy Miller, I think, is here, and then uh, um, Peter Strada, I think, will be the other young host that we'll have uh, from the Sports Journal on Thursday. Um, Noah Lewis also a part of that rotation as well, who also is from the Sports Journal, and um, so yeah, we have uh, and and we've got uh, Seth Eggert from kicking the kicking the tires that comes in every now and again too so yeah we got about a six host rotation for that show well that's awesome I, yeah i missed that information and in news i've been under the weather like you said yeah. so i missed that but that's awesome i'm excited for that well it'll be fun on thursday for sure um we're happy to have everybody in the studio we've been talking to katie a little bit about uh, what she's done in her career up to now and running the junior lates and then you won a championship tell us about that what uh track championship series championship was it the uh, cra junior late is that the championship you won yeah wow um, so I was the first female to win a CRA championship, and the championship race was at Anderson Speedway. And oh, my um, favorite tracks. Yep, my favorite track. Love that track. And we would have loved to win it, um, but looks like we we worked hard all season. So I was glad that we were able to, even though some of the races were cut off. I was glad that we were still able to come home with everything we worked for and get the championship. You seem to be just really, really on fire right now for your racing. Like, you've caught that that spirit full force this year, it seems like. Yeah, I don't know if we've done – we did a lot of simulator work, so I don't know if it was maturity or simulator work or all of it. But this year I was I was just pumped, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try hard, and I'm going to go and get this championship. Well, so. I'll tell you what. There's a young lady – uh, coming up through the ranks of NASCAR named Haley Deegan, who is uh, doing an awfully good job right now in in what she's driving. And, uh, you know, that's good footsteps for you to follow in if you uh, desire to do that. Uh, and uh, this, now tell us about the sim for you. What is uh, the simulator being able to do the iRacing thing? What What's that done for you for your skill set in the seat? Yeah, so we got um, the simulator last winter. And we've been doing a whole bunch of series. We did a whole bunch of series in that because a lot, a lot around due to COVID was shut down and yeah. it was in the off season. So um, Racecraft started up a series, and there were a lot of drivers from down here in the Junior Late Model Series. And yeah. um, by me, one of the kids, Carson Lucas, that I raced with in the Junior Late Model Series by us, he did it. So we raced with a couple of them, and we did them and we did a we did some races and we got we got close to third on one of the last races I think so we almost got a podium so uh, we were getting better and better each time but that was a lot of fun now uh when you're not racing or doing sim racing what hobbies what what types of things does Katie like to do besides uh designing cow trailers on your dad's website um well I play volleyball right now for my school and I'm gonna play basketball um, and I do some cross country running. Um, so I like to run to the cows down our road. <laughs> um, and um, coming up this season, I like to fish and I also like to hunt. She's got so many activities she has to do in school. Dad doesn't have to pay for a gym membership because she's getting her athletic workout already. So yep. he doesn't mind it. That's a good point. Now, now, do you run to the cows or run with the cows? Um, well, we um, the guy down our road, he has like a whole bunch of cows. So we run down there, and me and my sister, we name the cows. And we'll drive by, and we'll be like, there's Carabelle. <laughs> Caramel, Caramel the cow. Uh, yeah, we got to get you hooked up with Anchor. You go name his cows for him. Um, that's uh, that. That's a very active schedule, Katie. It sounds like you don't spend a lot of time sitting still playing video games on the computer. 
Oh, no, I do not. <laughs> I'm always running around. <laughs> so do you know what your plans are for next year yet from a racing standpoint? Um, not really. We were kind of just trying to finish out this year, work on the championship since we were up there in points. So we're trying to focus on that. Um, but we're just looking around and trying to figure out some things, but we don't have the full set schedule yet. Do you have any racing left this year? Um, not, not in the junior late models, but we were looking at some tracks like just to watch or maybe to see, but nothing, nothing's really planned yet for the, any of the races this year or next year. Well, you've done a great job tonight. This has been fun to get you on the mic and, and let you talk a little bit. Uh, okay, so I pro- we're, we're not throwing you out of here, and I say that for those listening because I used to, I've been doing a, a series of monthly podcasts with Katie, and the last question is always the sponsor question, who helps you make it happen. It's not the end of your interview, but uh, just want to make sure we get it in. Who helps you make all your racing happen, Katie? Um, we have Victory Custom Trailers, uh, Van Doren for last year, um, and then K1 Race Gear, uh, GMS, Team Chevy, PXP Racewear, um, and some seats. Okay. And um, so, Chris, looking at what may be ahead for next year, um, I know you you haven't got all the details ironed out yet with GMS, so you don't really know exactly what that's going to consist of. But what do you foresee perhaps in Katie's future next year as far as some racing? Well, What would you like to do? Yeah, it, it's unfortunately we're kind of at that we're kind of at a, a crossroads here because the racing up up in michigan is is you know the jags tour obviously is you know kind of the next step out of the junior um and that was our plan this year i mean this year the, the junior schedule is going to be you know i think 10 12 races um, we put a pro late model together they call it a sportsman up there oh we we're going to run 12 15 of those races and then in covid hit all our tracks shut down everything got yeah. shut so oh, yeah michigan was yeah oh it was too. horrible yeah. and um, you know, we only got five races in this year. So, you know, we don't, we didn't, we don't really feel at this point, like we got the experience that we really okay. needed to make the next step. So, um, you know, we went and tested at Berlin. Um, she had the opportunity to test, uh, oh, another one a car at Berlin. Tracks. Yeah. And, and that was the first race with the, you know, our first test with the, the big motor and the slicks and all that. And, and she did, did really well. I mean, we were happy, but it's a NASCAR track and you can't run to your 14. So, um, she just turned 13. So, Ooh. you know, that, that doesn't, you know, give us much it's to like do. Another whole racing year before uh, she gets yeah. to fourteen. Yeah. Yep. So we're Ooh. so we're, that's kind of what we're trying to work through now. Um, I'll let her tell, but you know, we had some. We came down here and she had you know some opportunity to get some laps in yesterday, and um, you know that that could be an option for us. So, um, but you know, it, it's it's right now we're just kind of like like she said, our focus was last weekend getting the championship. Um, then our focus was the test yesterday, and then now we're just kind of waiting to see what opportunities come up for. Her. Okay, so that, that's uh, I love when the guests give me the segue to talk to another guest. Great job, Chris. Um, so this past weekend, you the reason you came over here, at least one of them, is to to actually get in a car at the second oldest track on the NASCAR Weekly Racing Series schedule, the birthplace of NASCAR stars, the Hickory Motor Speedway. Um, what was it like to get? in the car at Hickory, did it, did, do you realize the significance of Hickory Motor Speedway in the NASCAR racing world, by the way? Um, all I know is that it's an old track and a lot of people race there and how 
my dad growing up, he wanted to live there. He wanted to race there. So really? I think it's pretty cool because, one, he I get to follow my dream in racing. I get to travel around. I get to race at all these tracks and um, lead up to NASCAR. And, one, I think it's cool because my dad, he gets to travel around. So I'm here winning a race, and Dad's like, wow, like I've always wanted to be here. And now it's so cool that he gets to do here. Do it, do it like through me but it's mostly it's mostly what i want to do because i want to go around and do these places (laughs) well uh next time you're in hickory if you didn't get a chance this time outside of the main grandstand is the wall of champions and you get to look and see the names on that wall and see who's actually competed there in the past that is a very revered racetrack um so you you got to go test talk a little bit about what it was like to get into a limited late model, which is a NASCAR late model stock type car with some different modifications to um, to, to kind of make it limited in horsepower and tires. What was that like for you? Uh, it was a lot of fun. I feel like a lot of people, um, especially for young drivers and me um, being a female, it's when you move up, it's like, oh, well, it's okay if you want to take it easy at first. And yeah, sometimes I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go like 75 to 80 percent the first round out. Um, but I, it just felt like I was racing. Like it's, it didn't feel out of the ordinary. It's just a natural habit for me to do. So second round out, I'm going full throttle and trying to get faster and faster. And we are getting faster. I mean, we were consistent with our speeds and I think it was just fun because it's like natural to me. So it's not like I'm scared because it's something new. Um, it's just natural habit for me to go fast and die. That's probably what's going to be easier, easiest as we move up. Is it's just racing so natural to me. Yeah, that's interesting. Now you you ran some fifteen eighties, which wasn't bad at all for the first time in the car, um, and of course ran for Kyle Manchu has a really good setup, and um, he's accomplished a lot of stuff um, as a driver, let alone as a team owner. Um, and so you've got may have some opportunity in the future, perhaps, to come and run some races here. Yeah, I sure hope so. What do you think about that, Chris? No, I think it's a, you know, it'd be a great opportunity for, I mean, you know, especially doing this test with Kyle and, and obviously that was orchestrated through GMS racing right. and, and Lauren Rainier driver development. So um, Lauren's been great kind of helping maybe guide our career a little bit, but um, I, Kyle's a racer. I mean, that guy lives, eats, breathes racing. And um, I mean, he's out there till three o'clock in the morning every night and back up three hours sleep and back up at work. So um, if we can make something happen with these guys, I, I mean, that's going to be a great progression for her. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, it's a good opportunity to uh, to get her on the track and let her, again, just get up to speed at her own pace there. We're going to step aside when we come back. More with all of our guests on Lead Lap after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. 
Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Big Lap continues here on the Performance Motorsports Network, Race Chaser Radio, and broadcasting from the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. Tom Baker, along with uh, a cast of uh, several here in the uh, studio tonight. And uh, funny, Spencer Boyd bringing us back. From that break, Spencer's trainer, his uh, his physical trainer and nutritionist, uh, Hunter Smith, going to be on one of the next couple of shows here on Race Chaser Radio from Fit Stop Performance. Hunter has got uh, quite a few of the uh, NASCAR clients now. A lot of the up-and-coming drivers are going to Hunter because of the type of program that he has. Um, we always enjoy talking to him. I've known Hunter a long time, and he's done a great job with that. So we're going to have him on one of the upcoming shows as well. And, of course, we've had Spencer on several times um, this year already. He's always a lot of fun to have, and uh, there's nobody. There's not a young driver I know of in NASCAR's National Series that is craftier with marketing and bringing new sponsors into the sport than Spencer. He just does a really, really nice job with that and um, is always a lot of fun to work with. And he's got the energy to do it, for sure. He really he does. very energetic. Yeah, yeah, he's got a great personality, just a lot of fun, um, and uh, really enjoys what he does and enjoys the marketing part of it. And I think you have to to be successful with it, for sure. Okay, so we've got uh, Chris and Katie Hedinger here tonight, and we've also got Colby Quick. Uh, Colby's been um, quiet over there the last couple segments while we've uh, had some conversation with um, with Chris and Katie. Um, Colby, running locally here in the Carolinas, what's uh, – what's really left for you this year? We talked about uh, um, the possibility of maybe, you know, going to Georgia for an upcoming race. Is there anything in the Carolinas left? Um, 
a dirt track at Charlotte. They had at October thirty thirty first for the dirt track or whatever one one driven world championship world or, championships of uh, of dirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. WCOD. Uh, maybe uh, in Bulls Gap the November. I think there's a big race out there. Oh, okay, Tennessee. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, wherever a couple race local races maybe they're still left around here maybe. Now, what do you when you're not racing? I mean, are you spending most of your time with with Strickler at this point, or do you have other hobbies, things that you got going on? So when um, so I go to school Thursday and Friday because this COVID's kind of messed everything up. So our school oh, split yeah, they up. Got you on the split schedule. So thing. yeah, yeah. So I go to school Thursday, Friday, and um, I play football. So I'm always playing football. I play defensive line, center, guard, whatever you want to play. They'll for play, your school, yeah, for my school. Now, are you still? Are they have? I haven't even paid attention. Are they having a high school season this fall? We start in February. What, oh, so, it's a spring season this year. So yeah. they flipped it. So like we, have J- a, James is a high school sports I like play junkie. Play. Okay, yeah. Yeah. what do you play at? I play East Rowan High School. East Rowan. Yeah. yeah, I haven't called in games for them. They're no, they're not the new one, are they? What is that? No, East Rowan. No. It's East Cabarrus. Yeah, it's like a East new school. Cabarrus. Yeah, yeah. East Cabarrus got a coach from that. One of those uh, schools, mm-hmm. them big schools. Yeah. They got they got it from Northwest. That's yeah, who they got. They all f- yeah. switched. Yeah. So yeah. you're on defense. Defense line. The figures. Yeah. Looking know. at your. Yeah, I'll get out there to call a game for you yeah. this year. Yeah. Probably not really wide receiver material. No, no, no tight end. I mean, maybe tight. I'm not fast enough to be a tight end, but I mean, I probably have the size for it. I'll tell you a funny story. When I was in high school, I mean, I, I'm not. I wasn't as heavy then as I as I am now, but I still was always kind of you know chunkier um and and uh i did not go out for football at all my senior year um the football coach was my gym coach and uh, our gym teacher whatever and so our one of our quarterbacks corner not quarter corner backs um went down with a neck injury and my gym teacher who is the football coach now again if you're listening to this i guess you won't get the uh full effect of, of, of how absurd this is, but Colby's looking at me. So um, Colby will get it as a football player. The gym teacher comes to me dead serious and says, um, Tom, you want to play cornerback? And I'm like, coach, he's like, well, we need a quarterback. You want to play? He goes, we can get you, get you your physical, get you on the team. We won't want you know, and, and I'm just like, um, Coach, have you been paying attention in phys ed class at all this year? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I said, number one, I can't jump the smallest turtle. And number two, I, my, I, I, I basically run like a glomping bull. It's like, how do you figure I could stop anybody in the secondary? Um, like, no, thanks. I said, if, you, if a running back goes down, let me know. I might, I might go ahead and belly out on that one. I said, but other than that, no. Because um, I, I, was, I was pretty good running the ball. I just was more of a fullback, you know, which we yeah. had that kind of offense. So I probably could have fit in. But um, I was never crazy about Coach Dewey's playbook. It was basically like this, run, 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 punt. That was pretty much uh, the extent of the playbook we had at that time, which is why we lost more games than we won. But um, but that's that's cool. So, again, that obviously keeps you in a bit of shape for driving the race car, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, right now it's kind of crazy because we don't have pads or helmets, so we're still doing, like, we do drills and stuff. We do, we'll go over plays. Like, last, Friday, last Thursday we had whatever plays and what we need to do this season and what we're going to run. And we have freshmen coming up. We still have to teach them what – what needs to happen? So okay, it's it's, it's kind of chaotic because they're still learning. We're trying to teach them. 
and you can't see what's hurt. Now, are you actually? But you're on the field, right? Well, you're you're conditioning. Yes, we're you're just not in full pads. Yeah, we can't. We can't even touch the football, but okay. we can touch pads. But it's it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well, it's, yeah. Again, yeah. the COVID thing. Everybody's yeah. just trying to figure right. out how to. Um, and of course, if you, you know, if you watch the NFL, we've we've had numerous. Um, Cam Newton's one of my starting quarterbacks in my fantasy league, and had to replace him at the last minute this weekend. So, um, yeah, just uh, I, I don't know how the sports are doing it. Honestly, it's just uh, just really bad. But. Um, what growing up was there was there a type of did you kind of grow up thinking that i i want to be a race car driver is that kind of how it went for you i know you started fairly early but well my dad raced my cousins raced my grandpa raced a nascar so i was kind of growing up and right kind of growing up into nascar and racing so like one day my dad came up to me he's like do you want to race race or do you want to play football i chose racing over football Interesting choice, and James is kind of like uh, I don't know about that, that hurt, one. That hurts. I like football. I'm, I like them. I, I like them both. both. I like them both. both. But like when but I but you a, make your living from racing. Yes, must I make be my you living from a cornerback racing. either. Is that? Uh, I don't know what I want to do. If somebody told me I had to make a decision on going to call games or working on race cars, I would definitely have to sit down and think about it. Like you did, it'd be tough. Yeah. It's it's a hard decision in life. Now I thank you for reminding me of that, Colby, because um, I would have totally uh, spaced out to, on on that very important part of your career. Tell everybody who your grandfather is. Uh, Jimmy Hensley. Yes, the legend, Jimmy Hensley, NASCAR legend. Um, what is it like being the grandson of Jimmy Hensley? I can only imagine the stories, and I would absolutely give anything to put Jimmy on this show and talk to him about his career. It's awesome because he'll he'll come to the races with me and he'll tell me like what I need to do differently like and like he'll see me in qualifying or hotline see what the car's doing he like he'll tell me we'll talk back and forth and tell me and I'll go out there and run it the way he wants me to and it runs perfectly really so, yeah so like he said I've never raced dirt like I used back in the day he did but not as much not like what I drive he's like I'm not I'm I'm not telling you a lot but. I'm telling you, he's probably going to help you, and every time he does, it helps. Wow. But, like, the stories he tells is great. Like, I love listening to him. The same story every time is just It's just <laughs> that one that one I like. He always tells me I like it, I like hearing it. Do you remember the story? Uh, I do, but I, I can't, like, exactly tell it word by oh, word. Cause, okay. Because he, the way he says it is, is good. about, like, um, Lenny Pond, I think, is who it was he was talking Oh. So, yeah. It was a it was a good story. Yeah, it was, I'm it was, sure it was. Maybe we'll, we'll see if maybe we can hook me up with Jimmy for an interview. I yeah, would love sure. to yeah, talk for with sure. him. I love talking to the legends of the sport uh, because man, it's just that, that I I I grew up as a kid in the '70s, and so um, you know it's funny that Katie mentioned earlier that you know Chris's dream was to to come here and race in Hickory. Um, my dream was just to move to North Carolina. And I, and I said, by the age of 35, I'm going to make that happen. It took me an extra five years, but I got here, took a wrong turn. It was in Memphis for four years, but, um, <laughs> it, uh, then realized I wasn't in Carolina and went, wait a minute. Nope. Oh, so, um, came back, but, uh, it just, a an amazing place. Um, and, and, you know, watching drivers like Jimmy and Richard and Daryl and Dale and all those guys in the seventies and early eighties was just an amazing time in the sport. And uh, so to be able to, um, anytime I get the chance to to speak to one of them and, and listen to them, um, that's why I love Dale Jr.'s podcast because he just gets some of the greatest interviews, but he's junior. Yeah. You know, he just does, he's, he's so good at hosting it and he, he pulls that out of the guests. And, and uh, so, yeah, I'd love to do that at some point. Um, 
Is there a type of car that you haven't raced, Colby, that you you would like to try if you could? I would like to try asphalt late models. Just the heck of it. Just try it. And, um, <laughs> dude. Yeah, Chris is looking good. <laughs> I may be able to make that happen. <laughs> maybe And maybe a sprint car at one point. Maybe just to try it out. You know, just the heck of it. Mom's like, no. See, mom's mom. doing what Katie's mom <laughs> no. does when, when she mentions that. Yeah, it's like, no. Shaking her head, no, no. Not going to happen. Uh, well, maybe you, maybe you could just swap cars with Katie. We'll put Katie in the dirt car one time. Yeah. Would you like to drive a dirt late model, Katie? Sure. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll work on that. Maybe we can do a car swap one time. Um, that's fun stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's it. asphalt is obviously quite different. And I think, um, Chris, have you ever driven dirt? Yeah, I've ran uh, probably half a dozen dirt sprint car. Uh, ran a midget a few times. And uh, when she was running the micros, I bought one for myself because it was kind of cool. We could both run at the oh, same sure, time. Oh, sure, because, so, yeah. yeah, why not? Yeah. Can't let, let, can't let yeah, daughter have she all the having, fun. She was having too much fun, so yeah. I, I bought one for myself. And, uh, yeah, we ran a couple years together. So do you agree or disagree with my feeling that it's easier to go from dirt to pavement than it would be from pavement to dirt? It, it's it, it's hard both ways. I mean, I think the the problem with me is I ran pavement for so many years and then you drive the car so different. Everybody yeah. kept making fun yeah. of me that quit, dri- quit driving it like a pavement car. Yeah. You got to yeah, get it exactly. in there. And that was the the hardest part I had, you know, was figuring out. But, um, but I think the dirt does really help you on the pavement and car control. And and that's what we actually just picked up a, a dirt modified for Katie that she's going to run next year. Oh, see? So we can, okay. we can work on the throttle yeah. control yeah. and that kind of thing. So, um, it's just an IMCA dirt, dirt modified that yeah. runs at a local yeah. track by us. And, um, yeah, I, I think exactly. that's a great, you know, great training tool for the pavement. See, I had that issue going from go-karts to dirt lay moss, just like an asphalt. You go hide in the yeah. alone in the corners. Yeah. Yeah. You always had that driving the corner you're not slinging in you know driving it sideways you're just that's what that was kind of hard at first to you know because you're driving go-karts for that long and you're used to that mentality of driving it like that then you just you have to it's gotten better now but when at first it was different back with more of lead lap presented by victory custom trailers right after this Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. 
Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Jesse Love bringing us back for break. Another young driver good at uh, the two-surface tango, as I like to call it. Uh, he's as comfortable sliding the sprint car around on the dirt as he is uh, running up front in an ARCA race on the pavement. Uh, Jesse, definitely one of the top young prospects in the country right now doing a nice job as a few arca wins already this year welcome back to lead lap presented by victory custom trailers thank you chris hedinger who is sitting next to me in the studio right now along with his young daughter katie we've been talking uh, with them not only about the trailer business but also about katie's racing and uh great to see um Katie doing so well, a young lady uh, who really wants to climb the ranks to NASCAR, and she wants to do it right. We've also got Colby Quick here, uh, which is just the perfect, uh, you've got the perfect last last name for a racer, Colby Quick. Um, actually, at first, I thought, because there, you, you probably know Zach Mitchell, he's called yeah. Kid Quick, and so I thought Quick had to be a nickname when I first started to, to become aware of you back in, when you were um, running the outlaw carts a little bit. Um, but uh, you actually ran, you didn't run too much at Millbridge, did you? Only in the beginner class, I think, right? Or... Uh, yeah, the beginner class, and I drove the intermediate a couple times, yeah. and that was it. Yeah, so you didn't uh, You didn't ever drive uh, an open outlaw at all? No, not yet. No, I never did. Yeah. Uh, just flat carts, traveling. The open outlaw carts have the same horsepower to weight ratio as a 410 sprint car. It's crazy. Those things are just nuts, uh, and it is not easy to drive. Kenny Wallace actually drove one a couple of times at Millbridge for a good friend of mine and then just basically told told my buddy, said, I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> just too physical for him. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a lot to handle, those little cars. They, they deceive you with their size. Um, okay, Chris Hedinger, I want to talk to you for a moment because you've been around racing a while, and, and you've, you've kind of seen sort of the arc of – where short track racing, grassroots racing, was um, when you started a while ago to where it is now. What are your thoughts on the current state of grassroots racing? And, and you know, what are some things that maybe you think are good, bad? Just kind of give us an idea 
I'm always interested in what other people's perspectives are because you're in a part of the country that uh, I don't deal with too much anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's um, the, the biggest change, I think, is just the number of classes. Yeah. Um, you know, when I started, you know, you go to a weekly show and there'd be three, four classes. Yeah. Now, now you're seeing seven, eight classes. And, <laughs> um, you know, I think the business model for the tracks is a little bit different than it was back then. I think now they have to rely on the back gate a little bit more, which means increased classes. And, um, you know, it, it's definitely that's been a di- the, the age, you know, the age deal is, is, you know, another one that's huge. You know, when I I didn't start racing until I was 19. My dad started racing when he was 21 because back then you couldn't race till you're before 21. Now it's like if you're not in a full size car at 13, you're you're kind of behind the ball a little bit. So um, it, it, that's one of the biggest differences I see is just and, and it's like that with all sports. I mean, football, baseball, basketball. You yeah. know, they're they're signing contracts and they're they're getting in these programs at a younger age just to you know to get them started ahead of time um, because there's just I think there's just so much talent out there in all sports that. Um, you know, you're trying to you're trying to develop as quick as you can, because if you don't, you're going to be behind everybody else. So. It's an interesting perspective, because one of the things that I see in here a lot, and I'm sure you do, too, because you pay attention to what's going on in social media and the fan reactions and all that. So much, it seems like resentment of sort of the youth movement, like especially in NASCAR, I think um, the fans are just kind of like, man, you know, all these and, and I, I hate this phrase, but it's what they say. Spoiled little rich kids um, that, that just buy up all the rides. And when you really kind of drill them down and make them explain why that bothers them so much, it's because, as you said, back in the day, you didn't start racing till you were, you know, 16, 17 or even 21 in some places, probably, I guess. But you you race short tracks a lot longer before you could get an opportunity at at the top level. You built recognition in a fan base at the local and regional level. Now the kids move up so quick that nobody knows who they are because they haven't had time to even build their brand. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and and I think that's kind of where Arca has always been. I mean, Arca is a great series and it's always been a good development series. But the kids come in and out so fast yeah. that I think a lot of older people, even you know my age, don't even know half the kids that are out yeah. there because we didn't see them at a local short track kind of growing up. And and I think there was a phase of that. But I think with with social media and and you know the way you have to build a brand, you know everybody talks about building yeah. that brand. You have to do that at a young age yes. because that's what's going to attract sponsors. That's what's going to attract that ride. So I think that's what the key is to these kids anymore is is getting them to build their brand. And you know that's that's one thing we work on big with Katie is is she has to build her brand. She and, and you know you talked about Haley Deegan earlier. I mean Haley has built a brand. I mean, she, some of it's yeah. from her, from her dad, obviously he, he sure. did, he was the master at building Brian. a brand, sure. you know, and, and she's kind of leached onto that and learned how to build her own brand. And that's, what's going to help her get through. So, um, you know, that, that's the biggest thing. And, and I've talked to people. I mean, I, I think you and I had this discussion is, you know, it used to be back in the day, it was, it was, you know, 80% driving, like it yep. was all driving talent in, you know, the, the sponsorship side and the social, you know, there was no social media, but yeah. the, the fan base side wasn't, wasn't really that important where today I think it's, you know, it's almost done a flip. It's 60, 70% of, you know, the off the track yep. as much as it on I the agree. track, because that's, that's what sponsors want. They, they want 
fans. They want followers. They want people to see their, their brand. And, and TV's done such a great job and radio. And we found ways to get the sponsors out there, which is what, you know, but the drivers have to be you right. know, proactive in that too. So like you said with, with Tyler Ankrum, I mean, the stuff he does on the farm, that that's, we, you know, we like to see them outside of the yes. racing. It's not all racing. It it's what do they like to them do from each other? Yeah, you it, know. So yeah. when you when you she's watching, you know, social media videos of, of Tyler with his cows and stuff, and it's it's funny. Like we enjoy it. It's 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 some of that reality TV a little bit, but um, but that's hey, things evolve, things change, and you you either have to go with go with it and be a part of it, or or you're left behind. So and see, Tyler is one of those young kids too. With he has a really dry sense humor and, and he's just got it's it's a very charismatic sort of quiet personality that he has and he's not afraid to 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 self-deprecate so he can make fun of himself or laugh at himself so when you know when when um luna c- came to sponsor him they're a construction company you know they, they announced that sponsorship by putting tyler in a in a in a uh, like a a crossing not a crossing guard but a a flagger like for a const- like road construction um, in a vest and the hard hat and he, and he backed the truck was backing his truck into the parking it was great I mean we did an Instagram video it was great um, in in just a really nice way to to introduce a sponsor you've got to be able to do those things right and and so you know um, it, being at such a young age Katie. Um, you know, what do you look most forward to when you're posting on your social media? What do you like to talk about? Um, I think that mostly racing. You want to include racing in most of your, um, like, social media stuff. But like uh, my dad said, it's, like, behind the scenes that people want to see those funny little clips. Like, yeah. Tyler Ankrum posted a behind the scenes of him going over the script over and over because he kept, like, oh, yeah. saying it wrong. <laughs> I, real. Yeah, I love when they do classic. that because it shows that they do this and it's, it shows all these professional videos that they do, but then it's like, well, here's me, like, messing up. But everybody, like, they think that's funny, and yes. that's entertainment for people. Yeah. So you want to keep people entertained, but still keep it, like, I'm a race car driver, so that's what I do. So you want people to know what you do, but keep them entertained. She's good, Dad. She's doing good. That's great. Good stuff, Katie. All right, Colby, what about you for your social media? What, what if, if, if somebody wanted to know who is Colby Quick, what's your personality? What, what, how, would, how do you go about it with you, for yourself? Well, I will, of course, I'd post about racing and tell them who I was. I'd, I'd probably post a couple of videos of me doing something that know what I am and like how I express things just to know people and who I am. But that's really How much it. football is on your social not much. Not much. Not much. Yeah, need more football. Yeah, yeah, definitely need more football this <laughs> spring. We got it. We'll. I'll come out. We'll take some pictures. Um, no, it's fun stuff. But yeah, that's part of who you are. I mean, you're yep. an athlete. Yep. It, you know, kind of a, um, and that's um, it's it's really important. I think to to for people to see and and like you said, Chris, when you're, I'm I'm sure because I mean I don't know how much sponsorship you actually do of other drivers, but you're more kind of series and places where you can obviously generate some business for the trailer uh, company. But um, you know, those, I'm sure those same things would be what you would look for if you were going to sponsor somebody. You want an audience. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's the the problem is. You know, when I look at sponsorship, because obviously we're we're trying to get sponsorship for Katie and stuff, is, right. is too many people try and go to someone and say, "Hey, do this for me," and you know, this is what I need. This is what I need, and and 
you know, I look for the guy that says, hey, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. This is everything I'm going to do. And then, you know, then we'll talk about what, what you're going to help me back. So it's almost like, show me, you know, give me a value, show me what it is, and then we'll, we'll do something for you. So um, it, it's hard. I mean, there's so many good racers out there, so many people that are well-deserving of sponsorship. And, um, you know, we've, we've kind of taken the route where, you know, we're the, the title sponsor on two, you know, large series. We try and give back, you know, we don't want to yeah. be one that just takes their money and, you know, sells them stuff. So, you know, and we start with the quarter midgets. I mean, obviously we're still heavily, I mean, we haven't been in quarter midgets in four or five years. We're still the title sponsor on their largest regional quarter midget series. Okay. So, um, you know, we're, we're talking to the Carolina pro late model series up here. So oh, we're good. probably going to do some, you know, down here, I should say, but we're probably going to do some <laughs> sponsorship with them. So it, it all ties together and it's, it's all creating, you know, that, that, um, you know, customer contact and, and things like that, that, that I feel is really important. Well, yeah, for sure, and uh, it's it's definitely a marketing uh, sport now. It's it's all it's been a it's been a sponsor driven sport, and it's only going more in that direction. So you really have to be conscious of that uh, when you're building your brand. Uh, okay, we're going to. Uh, I'm not even going to wait for you to give me the thirty there. We're going to go just a little early, and then we'll. Uh, that just gives us thirty seconds more later. Back with more of. <laughs> we laugh with the victory custom trailers right after this. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. 
When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Well, there's a a young man who's been in the news quite a lot this year and uh, most recently uh, elevating himself to the cup level for next year, driving for Chip Ganassi Racing in the 42 car uh, in 2021. And uh, I think Ross is going to do a great job in that car. So I know that was one of your favorite picks there, was him early to get in that car. Yeah. Um, did it ever change when you thought Bubba had a shot to get in, or do you still think Ross was the leading candidate in your you mind? No, it's 2020, man. I mean, this this silly season <laughs> has been so off the charts. Never in my wildest dreams, for example, would I have envisioned Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan forming a team for Bubba, right? That just wasn't on the radar. So, yeah, I didn't um, see that one. You know, and of course, now all of a sudden, uh, here it is. And, um, you know, that, that took Bubba off the... Uh, off the board, so to speak. Um, and, and I still, everybody's still saying Kyle Larson in the 48. I'm still going to believe it when I see it. I've heard other rumors thinking about this name here going to the 48. Matt DiBenedetto. See, I, that we talked last Thursday on Madness, and I was saying that I thought that, that either Matt DiBenedetto or Justin Haley, and the reason that I, that I thought that is because the, when Rick Hendrick was asked on one of the serious NASCAR shows, I think it was, um, about the situation. He said their driver's already signed. It's done. Deal's done. They're waiting until after the playoffs to announce it so it wouldn't be a distraction. And so in in my head, I'm going, well, if it's Kyle Larson, why wouldn't you want to just get that out there and be done with it? It's it's kind of it didn't feel like that would be a big distraction. So then you start thinking and Randy Miller also was talking about this. So what if the other drivers in the playoffs right now? So then you start looking at to whom does that apply? And, you know, you start looking at guys like I mean, Matt was at the time when we talked about it um, and Justin still is. Um, and the Xfinity so on the Xfinity side and either of those two in my opinion fit rick's archetype of the type of individual he likes in his cars he likes very clean cut very you know kind of straight laced you know drivers um and i feel like matt would be a phenomenal fit justin haley would be a phenomenal fit uh if you wanted to go even younger than that um you know you've got some guys there uh, of course eric jones would have been you know the first thing that would have come off the top of my head but um you know, so it's going to be real interesting to to see. I mean, um, I'm not going to believe the Larson thing until I see it. It isn't that I think it'd be a bad choice, of course. I just, it, to me, it just doesn't it, it doesn't make sense for the kind of vibe that's going on right now. But boy, oh boy, what a powerful uh, addition to the Hendrick lineup he would be. Yeah, and if they do sign him, just say they do. Do you Larson? see? Yeah, yeah. Do you see a move of like drivers from? 88, 24, somebody like that to go to the 88? Well, I mean, not the 88, the 48. Sorry. Well, the, 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 the way I keep hearing it is that Bowman's going to the 48. 
and then Larson comes into the 88. Um, I mean, I don't know that it really matters because it's kind of just semantics. I mean, it's, it's, you know, um, it, it, if you wanted a certain crew chief with Larson versus Bowman, you just move them around accordingly. He's moving pieces and parts and changing colors on cars. Um, so it really isn't that, you know, it isn't as big a deal as, as maybe it once was because we've already seen Hendrick do that. In fact, when William Byron came in, um, Chase Elliott went from the 24 to the nine, but all they did was basically flip the car numbers you know, there wasn't any, you know, difference other than that. It wasn't like you have to move all the cars out of one shop over to another or whatever. It doesn't, you know, you just, so I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I know the 48 sponsored through 23 with Ally. Um, so depending on who you bring in, whether they have sponsorship or not, you know, that, that may help dictate who goes where too. But I have heard that um, Bowman would be going over to the 48, but who knows? I mean, again, I, this has been the craziest silly season I've ever seen so far, the way that it's playing out. And uh, with all the, there's never been so much action around new teams. Spire going to two cars, LFR, you guys, you know, sold the the, the team to Spire. Now they're two cars. Um, gosh, you've got, uh, you've, you've got, uh, um, Jermaine the new team sold with, well, Jermaine Jordan. sold. Yeah. You've got now Ty Dillon's plus you got, ride shopping. Plus you can't forget about Chevy. Uh, teaming up for motors in the next Big few years. Big news this week, too. Yeah, Chevy teamed up. Uh, well, not Chevy. Um, Richard Childress Racing and Rick Hendrick uh, teamed up, Hendrick Motorsports. They're combining their efforts for one big Chevy motor, uniform Chevy motor. Uh, whereas it's always been Earnhardt Childress over here, Hendrick Motorsports over here. Now everybody's going to be on one common motor. Um, Chevrolet going to work a lot closer with their teams going forward, um, which is really a good idea because they uh, they got a little behind a few years back and they're still trying to completely catch up they're almost there but i think having the common motor is going to help everybody honestly and uh again you've got teams like richard petty motorsports that are driver shopping right now and um you know there are some drivers that uh, have been rumored to be going there that i i keep hearing in other places now so i still think ty Dillon would be the front runner at this point for that ride but we'll see um yeah so lots going on of course uh you know we <laughs> all the controversy from yesterday's race i don't even know if i want to get into that on this show or not uh we'll save a lot of that for thursday and uh i'm sure that show will be even more madness than usual because we'll fight and argue a little bit over uh yesterday's result i know i certainly have some strong opinions about some things that will uh will air on thursday's show so uh, it'll give me a reason to say come back on thursday night at seven eastern um here on performance motorsports network for motorsports madness and uh tune in to to that show okay so we've got a a few minutes left um katie yes favorite color favorite color um red or pink no political answers here you gotta pick one okay um (laughs) well i've always had uh pink on my car because um because I'm a girl, and we want people to know I'm a girl. Um, but um, yeah, I'd say I'd say like Some magenta. Some girls don't want that; they just want to be a racer. Well, um, I want to make sure that when I win, I can be like, "I'm a girl." There you go. There we go. I am woman. 
Yes. Hear me roar. Well, you have been doing some of that this year. Um, okay, so favorite food? Well, usually on my birthday, um, on my birthday, since they can be expensive sometimes, I get crab legs. I ate two pounds of crab legs on my 13th birthday. You did what? Yep. Mm. I, I don't know where it goes, but I I can wow. eat a lot. Two um, pounds. So probably crab legs. I don't think I could do two pounds of boiled ham, and anybody know me longer than five minutes knows how much I love boiled ham. I have a hard enough time eating a half-pound cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kobe Quick, favorite food? Favorite food? Um, I've, actually, I like a lot of food, actually. Do you like seafood. crab legs? I do not like seafood. I'm not a big seafood. Oh, man, I was going to get I was going to get a challenge here to see if you could eat I two like pounds of... deer. Deer steak. Hey, deer, oh, look, deer. look Katie's like raised her hand over like here. Deer. Uh-huh. deer burger, all of that stuff is good. Okay. I mean, Favorite uh, color? Red. Red? Yeah, okay. That's red. a good color. I like red. We're getting a lot of synergy in the room here yeah. between Katie and, and Colby here. Okay. Um, Favorite musical group or artist? I like any 70s, 80s, 90s, cl- like classic country. Like the classics. Classic Katie? Country. Morgan Wallen. All right, I like him. New too. country singer out. Okay. Country. Morgan's yeah, country. Yeah, you can Morgan tell Wallen. I don't listen to new country very much. <laughs> Morgan's pretty good. <laughs> I'm very much into older country because I'm older. So, um, okay, if you could keep two apps and only two apps on your phone, you have to pick two. Which two are you picking? Probably Instagram so I can, like, keep social media up and look at cows. And... Uh, <laughs> Because they're only on Instagram. Yep. And then, oh gosh, probably race monitor so I can look at all the different races. Colby? First time we've heard that one. Yes, that is, that actually is the first. Uh, Colby? Dirt on dirt. Oh, good choice. And uh, race monitor, probably. Okay. That's the first time we heard dirt on dirt, too. Yeah. 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 That's the best thing to learn about dirt late model racing, all the upcoming news and results. Okay. Um,. If you could do anything with your friends on a Saturday night that you want, what would you choose? Probably go to the racetrack because a lot of my friends love racing, so probably bring them to the racetrack. (laughs) Okay, I should have put in there, besides a race... Colby, what would you do? Besides a race? Besides a race. Hang out with my boys. The boys. The (laughs) boys. The boys. My buddies. The boys. What do you and the boys do when you hang out? Fortnite? Uh, no, I'm no? not a gamer. I'm not a not gamer. A gamer? I don't, I'm not a gamer. Um, go hunting. There hang you go. Out, go For hunting. deer meat, right? Yep. There exactly. you go. Exactly. See? Go shoot a deer. So we got to have a big, uh, we, we got to get some venison and, and get it. We'll bring it. We'll have a big venison night on the show some night. Get you guys down from Michigan. We'll have a big party. Um, okay. Well, it's been great to have both of you guys, uh, all of you on, on the show tonight. Really appreciated uh, the opportunity to finally sit down with you, Chris. We've been uh, kind of chasing you all year, but I know you've been really busy. The business has grown quite a bit. Yeah, it's uh we weren't quite sure what was going to happen there in March and uh, got a little nervous, but uh, I, honestly, it's it's been far exceeded our expectations. So um, between that and finally getting to go racing again, it's, it's definitely keeping us busy. Now, for those who um, may not have been tuned in at the beginning of the show, just real quick, a uh, minute or so about Victory Custom Trailers. Um, yeah, so we're a trailer dealership located up in Michigan. Um, so race car trailers, toy haulers, uh, renegade coaches, and uh, 
we, we, we sell nationwide. We offer financing, shipping, everything. So if you ever need a race trailer or anything, let us know. I thought I saw a horse trailer somewhere on the site uh, before, and now I don't see the picture of it. Is that because Katie took it down because <laughs> she likes cows better, or what, what happened there to the horse trailer? Yeah, unfortunately, we had to make room for more race car trailers. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid, I was afraid we were going to end up with some horses if we kept having horse, car, <laughs> horse trailers. So. Well, good. it seems like you may, uh, you may have to look into cows pretty soon. Uh, buy a farm for Katie if uh, – uh, if you, she keeps going with uh, the uh, obsession with cows that she has. But um, considering how much milk I drink, in fact, um, I, they're, they, well, you know who they are, the East family out in uh, California. Um, they're, they're dairy farmers. And I told them, I said, look, I said, you know, because they keep saying, you know, come out, visit us, come out, and visit us. It's like, man, if I come out, um, whatever extra inventory you got, it'll be gone by the time I leave because I drink way too much milk. Uh, so great to have you guys on the show and, and really appreciate uh, all of you coming on. And, of course, uh, Colby, um, I want to know how do fans follow you? <clears throat> they can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Facebook, Colby Quick, the Tar Heel Terror Racing. Uh, Instagram, Colby Quick 5. And um, same thing with Twitter, Colby Quick 5. Now, for those wondering, wait a minute, I didn't get all that. Now, if you go to Facebook <laughs> and just type in Colby, C-O-L-B-Y, quick, um, it'll say Tar Heel Terror Racing. And that's how yeah. you'll know which Colby Quick he is. Click on that one. And then um, Colby Quick 5 on Instagram. Katie, what is your social media? Um, Facebook, Katie Hettinger Racing. Instagram, Katie Hettinger Racing underscore 71. Um, our, my website is katiehettingerracing.com. And my store is katiehettingerstore.com. Katie has a store. You have merch yes, available. We have uh, shirts, Katie Hettinger, red and pink. Um, we got used sizes, too. And then we got some hats. And we just got some new stickers, too. So uh, go to, uh, say it again Katie, for the store? katiehettingerstore.com. katiehettingerstore.com. Um, and uh, just uh, pick up some Katie Hettinger merch because um, I'm sure it's good stuff, too, knowing some of the other uh, stuff I've seen. Um, you can say it, Chris. It's okay. <laughs> Throw her a hint if you have to. Help her out a little bit. Well, you can go to her store, too, if you if anybody wants an autograph card. She gets a lot of requests for autograph ah, cards. Okay. So. Also, to get to my website, there's, like, a link in my bio on Instagram. So you can just click that and go store. Okay, go so go follow Katie and, and follow Kobe as well because uh, they're two rising young drivers that uh, uh, are just fine young people and uh, and really talented as well. And uh, Chris, do you have uh, merch uh, available? Do you have any merch for Chris Hedinger Racing? Or well, you're retired now, right? So yeah, you probably don't have any merch. It's anymore. all dusty and got cobwebs. <laughs> <laughs> VictoryCustomTrailers.com is the business website, of course, that you own. Um, and, uh, again, numerous ways from the website. You can design your own trailer. Uh, their phone number is there. If you want a trailer, uh, just uh, go ahead and um, make that happen. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we will have the final segment of tonight's Lead Lap Show. Don't go anywhere. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. 
For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at vsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. There's another young man with some talent who's been coming on lately in the truck series. Derek Krause starting to have some really uh, nice runs in the... um, the well, what is the current Engrotz series, NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series? Next year, it's going back to um, Camping World. And again, if you don't know the story behind that, uh, Marcos Limonis owns both companies, and so he's just opting to uh, flip back to the Camping World brand for next year. So um, it isn't that anybody went away. The same giant group is still sponsoring the series. It's just uh, going back. Uh, they're flipping brands back to what it uh, was for a good while before. So NASCAR Camping World Truck Series next year. Lead Lap continues here, sponsored by uh, Victory Custom Trailers. And I um, want to say um, a special thank you to uh, a couple of the other partners who are very instrumental in everything we do uh, here at Race Chaser Radio. MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. They are just 
They have got some really cool new uh, programs out um, if you're looking for a changing career or maybe just looking for a new career, a first career. Um, go check them out, mycomputercareer.edu. You can uh, get an IT certification for uh, any one of a number of different specialties, uh, whether it's cybersecurity or something else along that line. But um, in just uh, one to two days a week online, four to six months, you can be ready to enter the workforce. And uh, My Computer Career is financing available if you're eligible. Uh, financial aid, I should more aptly put it, more correctly put it, uh, including the GI Bill, by the way. And uh, then, of course, they have they work with hundreds of employers uh, if, when you're ready to enter the uh, workforce. And there's about two million jobs in that industry unfilled right now in this country because there is way more demand for that than there is uh, currently trained uh, folks to take those positions. So uh, if you're looking for something different, you don't have to be a computer nerd. Uh, just uh Go to mycomputercareer.edu, take the free career evaluation, and um, you will be able to uh, determine whether or not you would like to perhaps pursue that. And they work really well together. It's not just about teaching the courses. It's really a mentorship, the way that they've got it set up, and they work with you even long after you get into the workforce, too. So um, they're great folks, and I recommend them highly. And, of course, uh, the folks from strutmasters.com, too, if you need to. Uh, uh, softer ride for your car um, or your motorcycle, um, equally importantly. Um, Strutmasters.com can help you with that. Just go to their website, check them out, see what they've got. Give uh, Chip Lofton and the folks a, a call at Strutmasters, and uh, they can help you out with that. Okay, um, as we come down to the end of the show here, uh, I want to go around the table for a couple of things, first of all. Um, Chris, I know that um, you probably don't get a lot of time to follow the national racing stuff, uh, maybe as much as you'd like to. But uh, have you have you seen the new NASCAR schedule for 2021 at all? And um, do you like the idea of them adding more road courses to the schedule for 2021, Chris? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know. Obviously, we don't get a chance to watch a lot of races, but we try to, uh, mostly because we're driving home from the races. Yeah. But, um, but you know, the, the the road courses they did this year, you know, the Charlotte, Daytona, those, um, it's, it, I didn't feel it was your traditional road course. Like, it was maybe a little less shorter track, a little less turns, and, and it was actually some really exciting races. So, um, obviously, Bristol going to dirt's a, a big one that everybody's talking about, so... Um, I think it's like everything. You, you gotta, you gotta change it up. You gotta do things a little bit differently to keep people on their toes. Otherwise it, it just becomes repetitive every year and, and kind of the same thing. So, um, I mean, I applaud NASCAR for, for trying different things and thinking outside the box and, and I guess we'll find out next year how it goes. Yeah, it should be interesting. They've gone from, uh, going up uh, by a couple of road courses, adding Coda to the schedule. And, yeah, the dirt race at Bristol is going to be interesting. Colby, I'm sure that uh, you're keeping your eye on that one. Uh, how how much would you give uh, to be able to jump in the truck and go race Eldora? Anything. Like, anything. <laughs> Anybody, anything. I would love to drive Eldora on a truck. Well, um, that would be a, a, a really good opportunity. We may have mm-hmm. to talk about that uh, at some point. Uh, Katie, okay, how about you for the road courses? Have you ever raced on a road course? You've basically just done oval track up to now, right? Yeah, I've never raced on a road course. I mean, I'm 
I don't think I'd be very good at it, but I'm <laughs> it'd, it'd, it'd be a really cool experience. Well, you know what? It's like anything else. You, it's a learning skill, right? So you you have you get a mentor and you go do it. Um, but it is certainly a part of um, even the uh, the series. What used to be the K and N series now it's Arca East, Arca West. They run some road courses too, so you'll eventually get an opportunity to go do some of that. Yeah, I I love to just try new things because um, I love racing. So any any kind of racing. Um, I love so getting being able to have those experiences from a whole bunch of different tracks. I think that it just um, like almost widens a racer's vocabulary of like the tracks. Um, so everyone, so um, when a sponsor comes, you can be like, "Yeah, I race this and this and this." So then it's more uh, places and more people to be able to see you and that sponsor. In the category of most well-spoken 13-year-olds we've had on this show, Katie just keeps up at the bar. <laughs> Good stuff tonight, Katie. That's great. Um, okay, so, Colby, I know that um, you haven't got too much racing left this year. Um, in terms of manufacturers, what type of chassis and why do you run the chassis that you run? Because I know that's really – there seems to be a lot of um, – Gosh, what do I want to what do I want to say here? Chassis loyalty in the late models, like that's a big deal. Whereas in some other forms of racing, not so much. You know, it's it's not so brand loyal. But in the late models, it's it's almost like you know, in NASCAR we have Chevy and Ford, and and to a lot of the Chevy and the Ford people, you know, Toyota. It's not that they mean to be mean, but. It's either Chevy or Ford. We don't need to. You guys in late models with between Warrior and and gosh, I don't even know who all of them are now. But um, you know, there's a there's a number of different chassis, and everybody seems to be so territorial about that. What do you run and why? Well, I race Longhorn chassis Great in chassis. Trinity. Um, it's about forty five minutes to an hour from the house, so it's not bad. Oh, okay. So it's easy. If we need parts, I'll just, we'll just drive up there and grab some. It's like rockets in West Virginia. Yeah. So they'll just have to ship parts and uh, black diamonds in Louisiana, and um, Club Twenty Nines Kentucky, then Warriors in Tennessee. But uh, the main ones that are that are really dominant are Longhorn Rocket and Black Diamond. Um, what about Barry Wright? They Barry Wright. Barry Wright. Icon chassis. They're and really then good. you got the Bloomers. Yeah, then Bloomquist cars, they're really good, too. They're all kind of copy each other, you know, just add, add different bars, different there. But they're all really good. But Longhorn has been winning a lot of races lately, and so is Rocket. But, like, uh, in Pennsylvania, Longhorn just won. And Lucas races so far, a lot of Longhorns have been winning pretty good, like a certain amount of races. See, it, 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 that's that's you obviously have been really keeping close track of all that stuff. And that's what I mean. It just seems so important. What do you guys run Chris for the Katie and the, uh, and the pavement cars? What kind of chassis are you on Van Dorn? Yep. This year uh, okay. we switched over to the Van yeah. Dorn um, because they're local to us. Obviously Johnny Van Dorn is, uh, you know, one of the best pavement late model races everywhere. And, <laughs> um, you know, so we, he built our new car and, and he actually crew chiefed um, for us this year. We did a bunch of oh, testing. Yep, yep. He was, oh, uh, I Katie, that. yeah, he was Katie's wow. crew chief all year. So no wonder you made the progress you did. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, this is the first time since she was five year old, five years old where I wasn't the coach and it's probably, was that was, hard for you? 
No, it was really easy. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was uh, way less stressful for me. I could just kind of sit back, enjoy it, you know, wipe the car down, clean it, whatever I had to do, and, and kind of step out of the way. So, um, you know, having it, it made me realize at a young age how important a driving coach is. Um, and not everybody can work with young kids, especially especially girls. And I can tell you, I mean, Johnny is very, very good at what he does. And, and the progress that we saw through the course of the year was, was amazing. What do you want to add to that, Katie? Um, well, Johnny, he like my dad said, he was a phenomenal racer, and I, I think that helped as we went to new tracks um, and got uh, more drivers in the Junior Late Model Series because Johnny's raced at these tracks. He's won at these tracks, so he could tell me the line how to do it, and we'd, we'd get the car there, and we'd get a fast car, and Johnny's a big fan of female racers so i think that helped a lot and he's got two little girls so he he, i don't know how he did it but he he had a great way of how to communicate and how to make sure i knew what the car was doing and how he knew what the car was doing based on my me telling him it yeah it's it can be tough to work with your own kid Mm -hmm. i don't care who you are i always have said parents for the most part there are exceptions of course but make terrible spotters well, the problem is there's too much emotion, yes. you know, and, and you can't yes. separate that from yep. it. So, and, and I'm bad at it because obviously, I mean, there's nothing more I want out there than her to be successful. So it, it, it just puts all this pressure on me trying to make sure she knows what to do. And, and it's just, you, you can't do that, you know, it, it but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm their support, obviously. He's grinning over here. And, 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 you know, I didn't even wear a headset all year. It's like I just want to sit back. I want to enjoy it, watch That's it. Um, here at the last, last race or two, I did wear a headset just to kind of see how he was communicating. And when we tested yesterday at Hickory, you know, I, I kind of helped a little bit, you know, in, in, in her coaching. And it's, 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 it's a great deal to do with her. I mean, we, we just have so much fun doing it. Kobe, do you, does your dad... Uh, is he, how much of a part of your racing is he? It's just me and my dad. Uh, oh, wow. it's just It's just working. Um, us, us in the shop working. It's just us two working. We're always doing everything. He's my. He's basically my coach. My my crew okay. keep everything, telling me what needs what we need to do and what this and that and change adjustments. So he's always there. In about ten seconds, sponsors go. Uh, K and K Trucking, Ronnie Hoover Motorsports, People's Gas and Grill, T Town Fabrication, Aggressive Hydraulics, Escape Pool Cleaning, Abrasive um, Blasting of Carolinas, and Longhorn Chassis. All right, great job, Colby Quick, Katie Hedinger, Chris Hedinger. Thanks to all of you. This was a fun show. Uh, great way to welcome back uh, Red into the uh, fold again, and uh, happy to have. Uh, James back in the studio with us, but uh, thank to thank you to all of you. Thanks to the folks at WSIC and of course uh, the Performance Motorsports Network for uh, being our live host. Check all of our shows out, Race Chaser Radio, wherever podcasts are found. I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for tuning in. So long. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.